Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Average Joe's Media production of the Vlogcast. How do you feel about Jesus? I am the Average Joe Boo of Average Joe's Media. And uh, it's a little bit late here on a Tuesday night, but uh, yesterday was, you know, yesterday was rough for me. I I laid up in bed about, uh, oh, about 80% of the night. And uh, wasn't feeling too good. That uh, that Crohn's will get you, if you know anything about that. If you've watched any of our Average Joe's media stuff, you know uh, you know I I have Crohn's and I deal with the things that uh, that you know I wouldn't wish on anybody. It's it's a tough thing, but uh, but hopefully I'm managing it. And I'm going to talk about something today that uh, is an excellent way excellent way to manage some of those things that, you know, we really have no control over, and, uh, and maybe, maybe it can help, uh, help give us some peace, give us some understanding, maybe help us make the right choices for ourselves, and, uh, and we're talking about prayer, so I told Joey that I was gonna do it tonight, and then I realized that I had basically two soccer meetings that I scheduled tonight several weeks ago, and I realized that a little bit too late, and uh, you know, I told him I said, "Hey, I don't care if it's if it's eight thirty or if it's midnight. I'm recording tonight, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, everybody uh, that normally watches and maybe some maybe a few extra can get on here and and listen, whether it's live or whether it's uh, whether it's not. But uh, today we're talking about prayer and the benefits of prayer and. Um, kind of what we're told to do when we pray or, or how to pray and different things that we have in terms of advice for prayer and uh, and kind of how we can go about how we can go about doing it and how we can make it personal to ourselves and uh, you know kind of figure out a way to to do what the Bible says or try to do what the Bible says uh, regarding prayer it's it is a habit prayer is something that if you're going to be prayerful, if you're going to be someone who prays, who tries to communicate and talk and have that personal connection or relationship with God, uh, it, it requires sacrifice of time, of self. It requires a lot. And, uh, and this is something that I've struggled with a lot, and I wanted to talk about it. And hopefully maybe this could be a potential kickstart back into something that I actually used to uh, do 
quite a bit. And, you know, honestly, I, the, the time where I prayed the most was when I felt like I was in the most peril or when my life was uh, in the biggest downward spiral. And, uh, and I, I meant to have it today, not to like show or brag, but maybe to show one way of doing it, that this worked for me uh, until I kind of got myself, um, maybe I relied on myself too much. And prayer is something where you rely on God, and you rely on the talking to God, and you rely on hopefully Him hearing you and, and you being vulnerable. It's very important that you in some capacity try to be vulnerable in prayer with God. Uh, we'll talk. We'll see a couple of verses that describe that vulnerability that's needed. Um, but if you think about it, God is who He is. He is above us beyond any type of comparison. And so uh, putting yourself in a vulnerable state basically shows that you know where you are and, uh, and you're below Him <coughs> and that you need Him. And, uh, and so this is, this is something that, that I, at different times in my life, have struggled with and different times in my life I have felt like I've been pretty good at. And so um, it's very easy to get off the train. It's very easy to, or get off the tracks, if you want to call it that, and uh, and figure that there's something that else that you could do, something else that uh, you know, some someone, something that you could rely on more than more than God. And that's the thing that basically gets you off track in terms of prayer. And you know what? That's kind of a that's kind of a byproduct of prayer. You know, you get some prayers answered, and you feel like, oh, this is awesome, and then you start to feel independent. You start to feel like, you start to feel like maybe because you were praying, and you did something that these good things are happening, and so it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, a, a mindset byproduct, let's say, where, you know, you did some stuff with prayer, and then now all of a sudden things are turning around for you, and it has nothing to do with you and that's that's the thing that uh that that makes it very easy to miss and it's god god deserves all that glory and praise and uh and thanksgiving and we need to be thanking him for all the blessings we have in our life and honestly there's a there's a capacity in which we maybe ought to be thanking him for the trials that we're going through because uh, the testing of our faith produces patience. And so every time we go through trials, we build patience, we build faith. And so we should be thanking Him for allowing us to get through those trials. And hopefully we're getting through them with Him. So uh, but so what I did, this, this happened a few years back. I was in a really rough spot, and uh, personally speaking, and... Uh, and I was looking for answers, and I had no answers. And so, um, and so I went to prayer. And what I did was I tried to do this to try to keep myself accountable, and uh, and it, it worked for quite a while. Um, but it also allowed me to look back and see um, what was I praying for, what was I praying about, um, was I asking the right questions, or was I was I hoping for the right outcome and and for things to happen. 
and uh, you know, it, it allowed me to kind of it allowed me to keep myself accountable and allowed me to to maybe develop how I ask, how I pray, and so I kept a prayer journal, and that's uh, still floating around here somewhere, and uh, and I can I can go back and some some of the prayers were 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 for me were like completely selfish and um all i wanted was some version of restitution that i knew would satisfy me uh or some version of answered prayer that i knew would only benefit me and uh, and if you've listened to any of the past uh episodes of this um i was not asking with the proper motive or i was not asking with things uh for things that i needed and so, and God knows what we need before we ask. I'm, there's a verse, there's a verse that I came across that I probably, I, I felt like after I read it, I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Uh, but God knows what we need before we even ask him. And so, um, and so I kept this prayer journal and I tried to stay, let's call it every night, every other night. And what ended up happening was for the first few months or so, I was, I was going strong and then something would come up. I would fall asleep, or uh, there would be an event that I was normally going to, you know, I was saying my prayer at a normal time every day. Uh, and uh, and then there's some event that came across, and what I did was I placed importance of one thing over the other. And, uh, and I started to digress. I started to, one day, uh, I'll, I'll take care of this in the morning. And then you wake up, you sleep in a little bit too long, and then you don't have time to take care of it, or you feel like you don't have time. But in reality, uh, a prayer can just be, God, thank you for today. Uh, that's, that's you acknowledging your place, and that's you giving God thanks and God praise for what it is, for what today is. And so, uh, you don't. Well, number one, you don't always need to be asking God for things because you're not always in need of things, and God knows that. Uh, thanksgiving, prayer for others, um, all kinds of different prayers need to be had uh, between you and God. And so we're going to start looking at a couple of verses. I know I kind of I kind of drug this out a little bit, and it's just because I feel like it's very, very important. It's very easy to have a good prayer life once you establish a habit, but it's also very difficult to establish that habit and then... Uh, you know, determine in your life that it's going to be a daily or a consistent habit. And so, uh, so we're going to look at a few things. First thing I want to I want to look at is whenever we pray, we need to do so boldly. We need to do so with confidence. Um, anytime we go to the throne of God, it needs to be confidently. And uh, because what you're what you're doing is you're wanting God to understand. Number one, you love, appreciate, are thankful, need Him. And and everything that we have, everything that is on this earth is because of God, and there's nothing without Him. And so you need, you need to be going to Him boldly, number one, in that faith, in that understanding that, God, this is you, 
I'm here because this is what I need or because this is what I, I have to tell you or this is what someone else needs and I need to, to come to you on behalf of them or, or whatever. And it, it needs to be bold. It needs to be bold because there's a verse that we're going to come to that says, uh, have, uh, if you have faith that whatever you ask of God, then you'll receive it. We're going to come to that in a minute, and it's, it's not exactly those words, but it's very, very similar. And so you just need to be bold when you approach God because uh, if you ask amiss, you won't receive. There, we're going to come to that verse too. There's so many things, reasons why you need to be bold. Um, but first, we're going to look at some of the Old Testament stuff in Psalm 145. We look at, uh, we see the Lord is near to all who call on Him, um, to all who uh, call on Him in truth. I need to blow the screen up just a little bit. It's a little difficult to read. And so, uh, there we go. And so anyways... So the Old Testament tells us that if we're calling on Him in truth, then the Lord is near to us. Uh, we also see in Proverbs, we have, uh, the Lord is far from the wicked, but hears the prayers of the righteous. Um, if you if you want to get real technical and real picky, how do we know who's righteous? Um, that's that's something for for you to deal with. <laughs> for you to deal with, for me to deal with, for us to each individually deal with it. Are we trying to be righteous or not? Um, are we trying to just be someone for show? There's a, there's a whole lot of, whole lot of things that, that kind of, it, it, it's not, it's not easy to determine who is and who isn't righteous. There is some easy examples, people clearly doing wicked things, but, uh, but people who are dancing on the line, uh, the gray areas, um, are they righteous? Are they trying to be right? Like that's that's a whole different conversation. And so you don't need to get wrapped up in are you righteous? I think maybe what you need to get wrapped up in is are you trying to be in any way? Are you trying to be someone after God's heart? Like David, King David. Uh, also in Proverbs in chapter 15, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. And so you have uh, the prayer of the upright is a different phrase, maybe a better phrase. Upright um, is a little more fluid of a word, in my opinion, than the word righteous because um, there's verses that talk about there's none righteous, no, not one. Um, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If there was any other righteous, uh, God did, or Jesus didn't come to to call the righteous but sinners to repentance, so... Uh, and we're all sinners, so uh, the word righteous is, is a little hard to really interpret um, in a lot of these scenarios, but it, it has its it has its benefits and its uses. Upright is better, I think, of a word to, to kind of uh, comprehend, not only comprehend, but maybe also uh, relate to. So uh, now we get into, we get into uh, in what manner do we need to pray, and so we need to ask... Uh, according to if he if we want God to hear us, then we need to ask according to His will. Uh, again, God knows uh, what you need before you need it, or before you ask. He knows what you need before you even ask. So, uh, if we're asking for something that He knows we don't need, we're not going to get it unless it's just by chance that we get it. Unless it's circumstantial. <clears throat> 
Um, but you need to make sure that you, you do your best. Not everybody's going to know God's will. Um, it's very difficult to know God's will. God's will is, um, is immense. It's immense if you look at it from beginning to end. It's, there's a lot that you have to look at. Um, but it, in the same regard, it's also pretty simple. Um, there are several verses in the New Testament where you could just look, is this God's will or is it not? And so there's a, it's simple in that there's a lot of things that the Bible tells you is God's will or God wants. But, um, and I mean, if you look at it, it's not God's will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Maybe that is as simple as it gets. And you come to repentance, the only real way you can come to repentance is through prayer and, and confessing your sins to God. We'll get to that verse too. It's, it's a good one. This, this has a lot, of, a lot of twists and turns. Um, so we also look in Mark 11, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So this is what I was talking about earlier. If you have, if you have the faith, if you have the belief that you will receive what it is you're asking for, uh, then then it's going to be yours. Um, will God have a direct hand in giving it to you? Maybe. Is that for us to know? No. Is it relevant? No. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of faith. There's a lot of belief. Where if you're praying without faith or belief, number one, you're not praying according to God's will. Because you don't have faith in God's will. You don't have belief in God's will. You don't have any need for God's will if, uh, if you're not believing or if you don't feel like you are uh, a Christian. And so um, what, you, what you really, I mean, you have, to, you, have to look at, you have to look at what's your purpose for prayer, okay? You have to look at what's your purpose. Um, man, these look a lot different than whenever I did it earlier. We're going to look at this verse here in James, um, it says when you ask and you do not receive, it's because you ask with the wrong motives. And so here you see that you got to have the right motives. you got to have the right mindset. you got to have belief, faith, understanding. Um, God's will has got to be involved. And if you don't ask, it's it's because you're asking for something you don't need, or it's because you're asking out of some version of, of selfishness or a lack of humility or a lack of understanding of, of what's necessary. And so um, it, prayer requires a lot of introspection, looking within yourself and trying to understand what is it that you need and and how can... How can you go to God and, and be what you need to be, who you need to be, in order to have Him help you attain that? And so motives, your first, your first thought whenever you sit down is motives. And I'll tell you that when I go back through that prayer journal, there are several times where my motives were not pure. Or maybe, let's say at the time, I thought they were pure. But when you look at it you know, through another lens, you see that... You 100% or, or I 100% wanted only one result and it was only going to be for me. There was no other benefit involved. 
It was to make me happy. And it was, who cares about anything else? And so when you ask in prayer, you got to ask with the right motives first. You got to go into that prayer with the right motives. And so, um, and so that's, that's one of the biggest, biggest keys. Belief, uh, God's will, the right motives, all those things are required, are necessary, are, are the manner in which you need to go in prayer if you want that prayer to be effective or effectual, which we'll get kind of that one too in a little bit, foreshadowing. Um, next, who do we pray for? Do we just pray for ourselves? Or do we, uh, you know, do we just pray for others? Do we pray for our family? Do we pray for our kids? Do we pray for our friends? Who do we pray for? And so there's several several verses. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And, uh, I mean, this tells you this tells you to pray for everybody. The, use the word enemies. The word enemies is, uh, we've talked about this before, the word enemies very well could be anybody who does not know who you are, who could wish evil on you, but you don't know that because you don't know who they are. And so it's pray for anybody. Pray for anybody who may need it. Who else is praying? Why are we praying? How about someone who's suffering? Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. James five thirteen. Man, I knew I was going to forget the buttons. And so, I mean, who's who are we praying for? Who is praying? What's the purpose of praying? Um, we're going to get to we're going to get to those things. But but if you're suffering in any way, go to God. Go to God with those prayers. Go to God. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. Again, I don't know that verse, but I'm fairly certain that that verse is uh, specifically in the Bible. Next, who else we who else should we be praying for? Uh, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. All men. I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. This one kind of ties in those first couple concepts. In what manner should we be praying? We should be praying without doubting and without any anger. We don't need to be going to God with anger. We don't need to be bringing that to Him. He knows we're angry. But if we take our cares to Him, then we'll have a peace that surpasses all understanding. And we, we may be getting to that verse too. But uh, I feel like I'm just kind of jumping all over myself here. But that's okay. There's so many... There's so many different twists and turns with prayer and what we should use it for and for and why that uh, that most of these verses can be used in, in multiple contexts. Um, next, we're we're looking at how frequently should we pray, and I, this one's kind of a gimme. This is this is, we call this a softball, but uh, how frequently should you pray? I mean, legitimately speaking, how frequently should you close your eyes, put your hands together? Some of you take a knee or get on both knees beside your bed and pray to God. How, how frequently should you do that? Well, depending on the nature of how you pray typically or where you pray, that, that could kind of 
that could kind of be determined. But, I mean, we're to continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. That's in Colossians 4, verse 2. And so, I mean, does that mean that we're supposed to pray all the time? No. Does that mean we're always supposed to be talking to God, not talking to anybody? No. But that means to, to be diligent, to, to take time to actually pray, to sacrifice a little bit of that time that you could be taking for yourself and give it to God. Um, a lot of these are going to be similar, but they're going to come off in a little bit different, a d- different way. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Constant in prayer, steadfast. Those are similar, similar terms, but they read a little different. Constant. Constant could be right when you wake up every single day. You start your day thanking God. You start your day giving whatever cares of the day you have to God. Constant could be, constant is different to everybody. Constant could be right before you eat. Every time you're giving thanks to God for your food, and you know what? Maybe you're also uh, casting some cares at that point in time. Constant is different to everybody, so it doesn't have to be... We don't all have to pray the same, the same time of day, in the same exact way, say the exact same words. Matter of fact, uh, vain repetitions is actually taught against in the Bible, because whenever you pray, it needs to be about what's going on. It needs to be real it needs to be personal we're gonna get we're gonna get to a little bit of that too uh but here in the next section of scripture in romans 12 verse 9 through 13 let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil cling to what is good be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation continuing steadfastly in prayer not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. And, I mean, this one This one says a lot of the same thing there in the middle there, continuing steadfastly in prayer. It also gives us some other things to think about with um, maybe how Christians should behave, should conduct themselves, maybe on a regular basis. And uh, maybe it's a little bit of foreshadowing of what some of the next uh, lessons are going to be. You'll notice that this one is not a Jesus is, because uh, we got through about six characteristics and huge characteristics of what Jesus is or who Jesus is and what we can emulate and what we can do to better ourselves if all we did was try to be like him. And so now I wanted to go into things that we could do to... to uh, to make ourselves more spiritually strong, uh, which if we emulate Jesus in those six characteristics, we're going to be pretty spiritually strong. But if we continue to do some other things, Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed in the garden before he was taken. He prayed fervently and diligently, and uh, he, he prayed more than that. Um, but that's that's the most knowledgeable one, let's say, to the to the majority of anybody who may hear this. So, um, this is the most common one, most likely. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There, and there's another verse where we talked about what, 
What is God's will? Well, there it is, maybe. Maybe that's as easy as it gets. Always be, be happy. Be happy and pray to Him. Have a relationship with Him where you can talk to Him and get things off your chest, and you can tell Him thank you, and you can tell Him you love Him, and you can do all of it through Jesus. Maybe that's as simple as what God's will is for each and every one of us. And then uh, in Luke 18, verse 1, he spoke a parable to them that men ought always ought to pray and not lose heart. And so, how frequently should we pray? We should pray all the time. Um, pray in, in different ways. Pray when things come up that are make that kind of make you suffer a little bit. Pray when things are really good. And you should be giving thanks to God for those things because He's the reason why we get what we get, especially when it's a blessing. Um, he's not the reason why things bad happen. He's not, why did, why did God let a tornado hit Rowlett three years ago? God didn't prevent the tornado, but God didn't say, you know what? That area in Rowlett needs to be hit with a tornado. Those people that got hit and got displaced, anybody who may have lost their life, that came from God, and that's His doing. And I think that that's just, number one, I think that's the wrong motive, number, number one. And number two, it's just, it's just unfounded blame at that point. It, weather is what it is. Yeah, God created the weather, so He created that tornado. He didn't direct the tornado, I mean, maybe he did. It's not for us to it's not for us to try to put that blame on God or to to put that you know that burden out there as it's his fault. Okay? It just those type of things are what they are. If you look at the if you look at the patience of Job and all the things that happened to Job God told Satan, Satan, you can do anything you want to him. You just cannot take his life. And so he took everybody else's life around him. He took everything away from Job, and Job did not lose heart. Job had close friends that were telling him to curse God and die. And he was like, no, this is... Mm -mm. And then Job stayed faithful to God, despite the, let's call it the wager that he and Satan, that God and Satan had. And then God blessed Job like twofold, tenfold. I don't remember how much it was, but he, he blessed him way more than what he was originally blessed with. God deserves the praise, not the blame. And I hope that, I hope that that's how you conduct yourself on a, on a regular basis and that uh, God will help you through the storm. I just kind of got off on a tangent there, but that's okay. Um, next, and kind of lastly, I want to talk about how personal prayer is. Um, prayer is prayer between is between you and God. Honestly, your Christianity is between you and God. Your the way your faith manifests itself is through other people and 
and helping others, helping the needy, helping uh, helping widows, uh, serving in a capacity that uh, shows that you've humbled yourself and um, and you're trying to encourage, uplift others. But prayer, prayer is that is a personal personal thing. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray in public. Not saying that at all. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a public prayer, like a prayer at church or something like that. I'm not saying that that that's, uh, negates the the personalness of prayer. But whenever you're at church, if the person up there is praying, you don't have to say the same words as that person who's praying and speaking the words out in public. You can be praying whatever you need to pray at that time. Prayer is Prayer is public. Prayer is personal. Prayer is personal, and prayer in private is the most personal it possibly could be. Matthew 6, verse 6 and 7, But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. And so I kind of touched on both of these things. Uh, I touched on what you do in secret, you'll be rewarded openly. Um, I touched on that last week. And then earlier I talked on, touched on the... Uh, uh, <laughs> I touched on the uh, vain repetitions, that the Bible actually talks against vain repetitions. Because if you're just saying the same thing over and over again... It has no depth. It has no. It has no person involved. It has no meaning if you're just saying the same things over and over again. And so, uh, that prayer of yours should be 100% personal. Um, it should also be something where you are able to find a peace, find some inner peace. It's not always that easy, and I don't want someone to listen to this and think that. What I'm saying is there should be no anxiety in this world, that panic and anxiety is not a real thing. Okay, it is, and that is that is what it is. It affects people differently. Uh, but when you look at Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7, God helps us with anything that we could be anxious about. Um, so be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So, am I saying that you can't have a panic attack? Am I saying that you're not legitimate, like it's not legitimized because uh, you deal with stress and anxiety? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we have an outlet. We have a a help. Um, I think the phrase, an ever-present help in time of need, is found in the Bible. Man, I really wish I could memorize scripture locations. But uh, but we have so much help if we could go to God in prayer, if we could have it with that that right motive, if we could ask according to His will, if we could make sure that when we talk to Him, we talk to Him personally, and uh, and that we do it from a from a place where we're we're suffering, so we're going to Him. Or we're maybe flourishing a little bit, and we give him thanks. 
um, somebody that we that we know needs help. So we're going on behalf of them, and we're trying to we're trying to help. And we're trying to intercede a little bit. I think that's what that verse earlier said. And so um, prayer is extremely extremely personal, and prayer is ultimately the way that God knows we know what we need from Him. And so, um, He knows what we need. We think we know what we need. The best way, the best way to demonstrate our understanding of what we need is prayer and going to God with what we need to go to God for. And so, one of those things that we need to go to Him for is we need to confess when we fail. Because if we do that, he's faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful to do that. But we have to understand, what did we do? How did we fail? Do we know what we did? Do we have any guilt about it? Can we go to God understanding, I messed up? And maybe... Maybe I'm realizing now that I need to go to God and tell Him. Again, very personal. Introspective is another word that I used earlier. Prayer will make. If you are trying to be diligent in prayer, you will look inward more than you will look outward. And it's extremely important that you do that. Because without being introspective, without looking at what truly is going on within you, it's very difficult to understand why is God not answering my prayers? It's very easy to go away from Him if you're not trying to look within yourself and figure out what did you do, what could you do better, and what do you need? And you're trying to figure all that out. One of the last verses I want to look at, uh, Matthew 7, verse 11 if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? This was one of my favorites that I found. I wanted to end with it before, uh, before I signed off because it was extremely accurate. Uh, the word evil, let's say that might be a word that we don't necessarily want to agree to, but... We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, so therefore we all have the capacity of evil because we've sinned, and sin comes from the evil one, from Satan. And so if we, being sinners, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more of a gift, how much more of something amazing can God give to anyone who asks? And so it's... It, that's a perspective right there. That's understanding what you need, what God can give, where you are in comparison to both you and God. And God is so far above anything and everything that this world has to offer. And, uh, and how much more can, can He give you if you ask Him? And just think about how awesome... I think about it from my perspective from my personal standpoint, the things my kids have compared to when I was their age are ridiculous. They're amazing. And 
Um, if, if I can figure out some way to give them those type of gifts and those things, how much more, how much more amazing, how much more awesome, awesomer, I'm going to do it, awesomer. How much better are the things that I'm going to get if I ask God for things? And you, I mean, it's, it's a personal thing. It's between you and God. It does not have to be with anybody else, nor should it be. Um, and so, uh, there's just, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of things that go into having a constant prayer life. And there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of ways to get out of it. And I am guilty of getting out of it. Uh, and I mean, I think in, in some capacity, there's several of us like that. And it's, it's hard to get out of it. It's difficult to get back into it. But I will tell you that that, it was the hardest time in my life that I can remember. And it was the smoothest time in my life in terms of, let's call it my inner peace, uh, introspectively. I keep using that word. I might be using it wrong sometimes, and I don't care. But, uh, but, but inwardly, I was more calm than I've ever been. And it was when I was at the height of any prayer life that I ever had. And, uh, and so part of this podcast or vlogcast is, is kind of getting back into that and, and dedicating some time in my life to God dedicating some time in my life to try to bring others to Jesus, to God, and, uh, and, and trying not to rely on myself, trying not to be so controlling to where, um, to where I miss, miss on what I can actually control. I can only control myself and nothing around me. I can't even control my children. And I think, I'm hoping y'all understand what I mean, is that they are going to do and say things that that will catch you off guard all the time. Now, can I attempt to control them? Absolutely. I can I can discipline if discipline is needed. I can reward if reward is needed. I can reinforce in whichever manner is necessary. Um so I can, can help, you know, establish which behaviors should be done or repeated and which shouldn't. That's that's not control, though. That's guidance. That's teaching. And so you only have control on what you do. So my control when it comes to my kids is how do I react when something happens? And I will tell you, I'll be the first to tell you that I fail probably 50% of the time on my first reaction because it's, it's not as easy as it may seem if you're on the outside looking in. And what you hopefully do is understand I can only control that reaction. So with prayer, you can only control what you say, how frequently you go to God, in what manner you go to God, how personal it is for you, and the reason that you're going to Him, whether it's something you feel like you need, whether it's some blessing that you got that you feel like you need to give thanks for, whether somebody else needs prayers and you're praying on their behalf, whatever it is. And those are kind of the only three that I've talked about, so I'll put myself in a little bubble. 
and I can't get out of that bubble. I've been trying to think of an, another reason to pray, um, and I'm sure there's more. But uh, but you know you you gotta you gotta do that. It's personal. You gotta take care of all those things. You gotta check those boxes for yourself. And so a couple things. Uh, Susan H, I appreciate you. She uh, on on Instagram. Uh, the average Joe posted something. She she talked about Proverbs two, three, and eleven are excellent, excellent uh, chapters or scriptures uh, that talk about understanding and um, wisdom from God and and basically uh, talk about benefits of prayer and and not relying on yourself. And uh, they're excellent go to passages in the Bible to help you get through something that, where maybe you're struggling. Or maybe they're, they're also, maybe I saw some, uh, some stuff about uh, uh, the differences between righteousness and wickedness, and it gives you great comparisons of, of how to know when you're, when you're doing something, when you're falling under which umbrella. And, uh, but, they're, but they're excellent verses. The, the whole book of Proverbs, you know, that, those little miniature Bibles don't start with Psalms and Proverbs for no reason. I mean, they're excellent excellent uh, advice chapters or books of the Bible, regardless of New Testament, Old Testament. Excellent advice. And so, uh, you know, whenever you're out and about, whenever you're laying down, whenever you're about to go to bed, whenever you're about to eat, whenever you're about to uh, play a game with your children, whenever you're about to do anything, uh, think about God. Thank God. Um, go to God whenever you're struggling. Go to God whenever you feel like you're in need. Go to God in prayer and uh, and try to make that prayer constant, steadfast, and uh, and fervent. And uh, and if you need prayers, don't be afraid to ask. Okay, uh, the effect. Um, I'm gonna get the verse wrong, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here in a minute. But don't be afraid to ask, especially somebody who maybe has a better prayer life than you. Uh, that could do you more benefit than you realize. So if you have need, um, ask. If you have need and, and you'd like either me or Joe to pray for you, uh, to go to God on your behalf, put it in the comments. Don't be afraid to, to, to put something out there that you're, that you're dealing with something. And, uh, you know what? Even if it just says, hey, could you, could you just pray for me? Whatever, it doesn't, you don't even have to be specific. If you want to do that, do it. Don't be afraid to ask for help because everybody needs to be prayed for and everybody needs to pray. And so hopefully uh, hopefully, I got you a little, a couple little nuggets out of here today and, uh, and that, that you can take with you and, and maybe use to help you spiritually and help you with uh, with your relationship with God and, and your prayer life. Hopefully it hopefully it's something that is um, that is beneficial to you and uh, and you you can go back on this and, and understand that you know what maybe you already have a great prayer life and this was just something to reinforce why you've dedicated that. Maybe you don't, and this was something to kickstart it. Hopefully there's something in this that can help you get you through the week. Again, this is the early in the week, started the work week. Let's get the work week off with a little bang, kickstarter, reignite uh, from our Sunday church going. Or you know what? 
sometimes you, sometimes you miss and you need something to get you through some encouragement. Hopefully we can do that for you here. Uh, that's the purest, only real reason that this started back up again was to be an encouragement to anybody who might turn it on and listen. And so uh, here we have uh, we have uh, the average Joe says he used to start his day, his work day every day with a chapter of Proverbs, something he thinks he might start up again. Joe, I'd recommend that I'd recommend that you um, that you look at several that you look at several verses, uh, several different books. Proverbs is an excellent one. But James is an excellent one too. Uh, James is extremely, um, extremely relatable nowadays. You can look at it and, and take things directly out of it. And uh, and yes, you would be. Uh, and, and just to reiterate, we would be more than happy to to pray for anyone that may need. So if you have it, put it in the comments. If not, that's okay too. You know, we're I'm not asking for anything here. Uh, I'm not asking for anything in return in any way, shape, or form. Um, but if you feel like maybe you need that extra, that extra oomph that, uh, that somebody else can give you, then go for it. Uh, until next time, I'm the Average Joe Boo from Average Joe's Media. This is the vlogcast. How do you feel about Jesus?